Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part three of three on the adrenal gland, the pattern approach. Last time we spoke about primary adrenal carcinomas and some of their appearances. Now let's speak about metastasis. Metastasis is probably the most common adrenal mass we are going to see that's malignant. Variable size and appearance with attenuation values that are variable. Most common primaries would be lung, breast, renal, and melanoma. When you ask the question, can I look at a MET and determine the primary? Rarely I can. Vascular, I think of renal cell. Bilateral and large, I think of melanoma. You can see the same tumors can have multiple appearances. This is a primary lung cancer. The lesion is very cystic. And on the contralateral side, it's more solid. We can look at this example of non-small cell lung cancer. Again, solid appearance. Or depending on when you scan the patient, it can look more necrotic. So even the appearance in the same patient will vary whether you're at 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or five minutes. So it's really very variable. Metastases can have some vascularity. They all have some vascularity. But as I mentioned, renal cell is where you have marked hypervascularity. You can see just the appearance. Uh, in a patient, we talked before about incidentalomas. This doesn't look like an incidentaloma, but with a patient with lung cancer, it's going to be metastasis. They'll prove it otherwise. Mets can be very cystic. Look at this large lesion in this case. When I think cystic, I think about things like melanoma, but it doesn't have to be melanoma. Here's a case with melanoma, the most common bilateral I think of. Melanoma, you can see adenopathy present. And I mentioned when lesions are vascular, you've got to think about renal, especially when the patient is missing their left kidney and you see nodes by the surgical bed. But here's another one with vascular meds to the patient's right adrenal. Remember, with renal cell carcinoma follow-up, we always do arterial phase imaging. Sometimes the meds are only seen arterial. That's particularly true in the pancreas. But you can see in this case, adrenal lesions are vascular, and the patient's adenopathy by the surgical bed is vascular. And here that is again on the coronal display. So very nicely showing you both the adrenal lesion as well as showing you the extensive adenopathy. Very nicely defined. And here's a really impressive case. Look at that five millimeter left adrenal metastasis. There it is axial and there it is coronal. So you can sometimes see very small metastasis. Now here's a patient with a history of renal cell carcinoma, post-ablation, and you can see bilateral adrenal mets, non-contrast, oval and round, and with contrast, the lesions do have a variable enhancement pattern. Very classic for metastatic disease. When the patient's kidney is gone, you gotta be thinking renal cell carcinoma. Now there was an article about metastasis from renal cell and hepatoma. And this article made the point that in patients with renal cell and hepatoma who undergo dedicated CT uh, imaging of the adrenal, the percentage enhancement washout of adrenal meds is similar to that of lipid poor adenomas. Well, you know, in their article, this is what they showed. They showed non-contrast uh, with meds that went to 129 and washed out. Again, remember the point we made, if something enhances more than 110, we're not going to call it an adenoma. Um, you can see here that this appearance of 40 to 129, we said that if it goes above 110, we don't worry about the washout. We think about Theo. It could also be metastatic disease. Renal cell is classically hypervascular. I don't worry about doing washout values in those patients. There's no need, and that would be a mistake to do it. 
Now, the other lesion that's vascular is pheochromocytomas, and that's one of the great mimickers and a very important adrenal lesion. Peak incidence in 40s and 50s, rule of 10s, right? Multicentric, 10%. Extra adrenal pheos, 10%. 90% are located in the organ of zircocondyl, which means 10% are not in the organ of zircocondyl when they're extra adrenal. 10% are malignant, 10% are bilateral. These tumors secrete catecholamines, which result in hypertension, classic presentation. But in our experience, we pick up more pheos in a year, incidentally, than we pick up evaluating patients with hypertension. The patient has elevated plasma catecholamine levels and 24-hour urine VMA and metanephrine levels in the majority of cases, between 90 and 100%. Now, in the old days, we were afraid to give IV contrast. That was in the era of ionic contrast. In the non-ionic contrast era, there is no problem, okay? There's no need to worry. And remember, it's important because the way you recognize pheos is because of their vascularity, and their metastasis will often be very vascular. So there is no issue. This article by Bessel Brown a number of years ago our results in the clinical practice described in the recent literature suggest that alpha blockade, which was used in FIOs, is not required before IV contrast administration. And in our experience, Knockwood, we have had no problems. Now, with FIOs, they're part of syndromes. The majority, over 90%, are sporadic, but about 10% are part of syndromes. Von Hepel-Lindau, MEN type 2, neurofibromatosis, or pheoparaganglioma syndromes, okay? So that it can be something you will see. Pheos, about 10% or less, have calcification. Vascularity is key. Anywhere between 120 and 190 Hounsfield units on the early phase imaging. They can wash out quickly. That's why we make the point that if a lesion enhances above 110, surely 120, you can never call it an adenoma. I don't care how it washes out. I'm always going to worry it's a pheochromocytoma. Okay? So examples. Look at this case. Right adrenal mass. Look at its vascularity. Could this be metastatic renal cell? It could be, but there's no adrenal primary. This is a pheochromocytoma. Look at its vascularity. There's no need even to measurement. It probably measures 170, but look how vascular that lesion is. And you can see how much it washes out. So pheos are very vascular and they wash out, but that's not going to be important. The washout is not critical. It's the vascularity that is most critical. Or in this example, large right adrenal mass, very, very vascular, some central necrosis. Beautiful example as I show you through the sequence of images of a pheochromocytoma. Now, I mentioned 10% of pheos are bilateral. It's probably more common in syndromes. Here's a case of neurofibromatosis with bilateral adrenal masses. And you can see they vary between cystic and solid. And here's just a few more images in the coronal plane, very nicely showing you the bilateral metastasis. Another example, pheochromocytoma. They can invade the IVC via extension into the renal vein. Very nice example here. And you see in this case some of the collaterals around the patient's hilum of the liver. Very pretty picture here in 3D. Classic hypervascular lesion is a pheochromocytoma. And here it is on uh, additional views from volume rendering to MIP. Another example, pheos can be smaller. Here's one that's about two centimeters in size. Here's one that's markedly cystic in part and in part vascular. And there's a lesion again. This was a patient 
with hypertension. We were looking for a cause, and this was the pheochromocytoma. So again, pheos can be cystic. It's important to remember from this case that they can be cystic with a thickened wall. And here's the most impressive cystic pheo I've seen. Look at the size of that lesion. Now, I would have thought maybe a primary carcinoma, perhaps something that bled into itself. This was a cystic pheo at surgery, a very, very unusual appearance in my experience, but something to remember. Here's another case with some modeled enhancement, solid and cystic, pushing down the kidney, pheochromocytoma. Just a very, very nice example of a pheochromocytoma, but you can see in this case, the lesion is not as vascular all over as you expect from the other cases I showed you. Or look at this example, solid mass, left adrenal gland, what could this be? Well, when you go from 29 and then you look at the uh, contrast enhanced scans, you can see some of the enhancement, but it's not as vascular as some of the cases and it's very cystic. So pheos, we like to think of a classic pheo as hypervascular, solid, but cystic lesions do occur. I mentioned extra adrenal pheos. This is an example where it's near the adrenal bed, but it's not the adrenal, it's behind the IVC, pushing the IVC forward. Or this case, organ of Zuckercondyl, which is at the level of aortic bifurcation, hypervascular mass. Remember that if you're looking for a pheo based on history and the adrenals are normal, you need to scan the entire abdomen. Sometimes the lesion can even be in the bladder, but the organ of Zuckercondyl, which is in this case and this case, are the most common locations. So you gotta look very carefully at the aortic bifurcation at the organ of zuccondyl, very nicely seen. Now just to end, is there anything new in the adrenal horizon? We are doing more 3D imaging because with laparoscopic surgery being done for adrenal imaging, uh, 3D mappings are indeed very, very helpful. People have tried using dual energy CT perhaps of, as a way of diagnosing adenomas. There's some work being done uh, the results are kind of promising. That's a nice way of saying they're not successful yet. But perhaps with more experience, we'll be able to use dual energy as a way of separating adenomas from non-adenomas. This article by Gupta with a decrease in attenuation at 80 kVp as an indicator of intracellular lipid within an adenoma. Dual energy had 50% sensitivity, 100% specificity, 100 percent positive predictive value and 28 percent negative predictive value. So there is some hope and I think like with many things dual energy is first coming along. So concluding then, the adrenals are a very important organ to us. Incidental omas are classic and can be very problematic. We could be chasing through a uh, long tunnel but again most of those lesions are going to be adenomas. Very very common. Again, if a patient has a history of malignancy, hypertension, or something else, then when you see an adrenal lesion incidentally, it's probably not incidental, it's maybe the cause of the patient's symptoms. So a careful understanding of uh, the different scenarios, a careful understanding of the various pathologies I've gone over with you, I think recognizing an adrenal lesion, that's step one, but figuring out what it is is step two and is the key step. And if you follow the rules I told you, I think you will get most of them right most of the time. And with that, I'll see you next time.